What's up there, good peoples? Cameron Northfleet, Century 21, All Points Realty. And I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to hear what I've got to say. So if you have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. This uh, will give you a notification when I post new episodes. and You don't want to miss out on that. Also, if you're not following me on social media, you are missing out. You can see me on Facebook. Just look me up. Cameron Norfleet, the investor realtor on Instagram. It's just Cameron Norfleet. And on YouTube, it is youtube.com slash Cameron Norfleet. Also, if you are looking for a property, if you are currently in the market looking for a property, whether you are a rehabber or you are looking for a new buy and hold property to rent out, be sure to sign up for my deals by text service. This is a service that I utilize to quickly notify you as soon as I come across a deal, not just any deal, but a good deal. These deals don't last long. Uh, so you definitely want to uh, to be notified as soon as they hit the market. All right. So in order to sign up for that, just let me know what areas you are looking in. Text me at 860-200-2281. Again, that is 860-200-2281. That will sign you up for my deals by text service. So today we have Mary Beth Bain. Mary Beth is a local lender here in uh, in Connecticut, right there in Middletown, Connecticut. And she does, among other loans, uh, she does a lot of uh, renovation loans. Okay, so for those of you who are looking to purchase a fixer-upper, whether you are an investor or a a owner occupant uh, she is definitely someone you that you want to know all right um, as you will hear uh, right here on the show she's extremely knowledgeable she knows her products you're definitely gonna learn a lot in today's episode so without further ado let's get right into the interview Mary Beth welcome to the show tell me who are you what do you do and how did you get into it oh good morning Cameron thanks for having me today my Absolutely. name is Mary my name is Mary Beth Bain and I work, I am a loan officer, a senior branch manager at Freedom Mortgage. Uh, to you say, how did I get into it? And this is my story. I use my real estate class that I teach out. Uh, the first loan I ever wrote was in 1983. It was a 17.5% three-year arm. Uh, half when I'm teaching, half the class falls off the chair. The other class goes, really? There was rates that high. And I started the class with that just to say, at that time, Middletown, where I'm based out of, Middletown, Connecticut, the houses were going for $40,000. So I always start the class that way, not only just to say, you know, hey, I've been around a long time. Like I tell people I was financing the caves when dinosaurs roamed the earth uh, and pre-FICO and pre-FICO right. too. Uh, but I started in 1983 and I've done both real estate and mortgages when you could do both at the same time. But my... To survive this business for 30 plus years, you have to really love what you do, which I do. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. So um, we're talking about uh, renovation loans. You, you, do, um, you do some renovation loans? Like, like, is this something that you do often? Is this something that you do, you know, every now and then? How does that look for you? What I'm finding is I've been doing renovation loans for a long time. Um, the, I'm seeing a growing need. So I'm saying probably monthly. I'm writing a minimum of four to six on a minimum. Um, what in Connecticut, as you and I've been discussing, you have, age, you have an aged population of housing. <laughs> you know, absolutely. absolutely. You know, Mayflower didn't land here, but those settlers <laughs> came right afterwards, and so mm -hmm. we have these houses. Um, they need love, and as we've talked about before, I think HGTV has not done us a service because everybody thinks. 
uh, a $90,000 house in Connecticut should have granite pillars uh, and stainless steel appliances. And basically houses need love. And um, the renovation loan is a great chance is what I tell to all my real estate, real estate agents and clients is a great opportunity to get the house that you want. The bones may be great, the location may be exactly what you and your family are looking for, but it just needs some love, you right. know? And it's just not quite up to the par, but everything about it, and you could put your own touch on it. Right. Um, so that's what I've been seeing a lot of growth in, and I'm glad <laughs> it's really exploding. Um, and I, I think Freedom Mortgage, we do them very well. Awesome. Awesome. So, so tell us that there, there's different types of renovation loans, right? Can you go into a little bit of the, the, the differences between the different programs that you work with? Absolutely. There are two types of FHA, 203Ks. They are called the standard and the limited. Uh, the FHA limited is for $35,000 in repairs and non-structural. The standard is anything over 35,000 and structural. And I'll explain the difference on structural. You could have a roof. A roof is considered, you think it's part of the structure. It is, but it's non-structural. The carrying beam, moving a wall, anything that could be load bearing is classified as structural. So you could say, hey, I just wanna move this wall and enlarge the bathroom. It's only gonna cost me 10,000. It's considered a full. Uh, and the difference between the limited and the standard is under the standard, you have to hire a HUD consultant. A HUD consultant is somebody who's been approved by HUD. They're, they're also home inspectors. So very often if I have a client uh, and the agent and they're really focusing in on this one property and they've shared with me what they feel <coughs> the amount of renovations they want to do. And I know it's going to be over $35,000. I would just tell them to hire a HUD consultant right off the bat save yourself several hundred dollars because you don't need uh, to hire a separate HUD, uh, home inspector. You have that HUD consultant who is also generally a licensed home inspector. They do both. Gotcha. So the third program is offered by Fannie Mae, the Federal National Mortgage Association, and that is classified as the home style renovation. Um, follows the same rules as what I just mentioned, uh, the 35000 and less, uh, 35,000 and over structural. Um, and the homestyle reno is used a lot more um, because it, it basically, I, if somebody has very good credit, they're going to be a conventional buyer anyway. Uh, I would tell people to go into that because maybe there'd be no MI, no mortgage insurance. Um, it's a move up home. Like they're buying a $200,000 home in an area of $400,000 homes. And by the time they get done with their renovation, even if it's a hundred thousand dollars, they got added value. So they'd be staying in that house a lot longer. Um, and with the FHA loans, you can go in as little as three and a half percent. And if you're a first time buyer under home style and qualify with the income limits, under Fannie Mae Homestyle, you can go in as little as 3% there. But if you're a move up buyer, you can go in as, on Homestyle right now with as little as 5% down. Gotcha, gotcha. What other types of uh, things do people need to, to qualify for the, these loans as far as credit scores and you know, things of that nature? Does, it, does anyone need experience with, uh, with renovations, all, all that stuff? No, okay, let's start with the credit score. Yep. 
psychos near and dear to our hearts in this bit in this <laughs> world. All right, your FHA minimum standard with Freedom Mortgage right now is a 600. Okay, both borrowers, if there's one or more borrowers, has to have a median score of 600. Gotcha. Um, and the beautiful thing about the FHA, you can go to a 55% debt ratio. So very often, um, first-time buyers, a lot of student loan debt possibly, um, you're going to need that higher debt ratio. So uh, 600 FICO score up to a 55% debt-to-income ratio if they qualify. The Fannie Mae, as we all know, the Fannie Mae minimum standard is a 620. That is just no exception to that rule. So uh, with that, obviously a 620, the lower the FICO score, the higher the interest rate would be on standard Fannie Mae products anyway. Um, and the debt ratio, you got to be very careful with it. If you're coming in with a lower FICO score, lease down payment, you want to cover around that 45% debt ratio. Mm. But very often say you're a move up buyer in using uh, the home style reno, you could push that to 50 mm. as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I just want to uh, make this little disclaimer or whatever. Um, we are recording this on, what's this, uh, the 15th of September, 2020. These things change all the time, right? Oh um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't even want to know being in the market as long as 9-11. Um, we just celebrated what 19, unfortunately, 19 years of that. That was worst day in lending besides mm. the tragedy in the United States right. and the loss of life. The market went from, I want to say, 8% at 9 in the morning, I know 8% mm. bad, yeah, I to 14% <laughs> within an hour. Because mm. what happened, um, they had to do aggressive, they closed the market. So right. you saw a rise in interest rates. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for that disclaimer. Mm. What happens in the morning may be different in the afternoon. But <laughs> for sure. fortunately, um, the economy has been very stable. And they want to keep real estate moving. It mm -hmm. keeps people employed. So you're going to see interest rates stay pretty good is the prediction through next year. Mm -hmm. uh, because they want to move. Real estate employs a lot of people, as we both know. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So <laughs> the rates, uh, I mean, uh, we've heard some pretty, really wild predictions. So we may have little fluxes in the market, little knee jerks, what happens. But overall, I think you're going to be in a pretty good lending environment through next year is what the predictions are. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So what, what does the process look like for, for, we'll start with applying for the loans. Um, what, what, what would a buyer need, um, all that good stuff. And then we'll go on to after the closing, but right now okay. let's do what, what someone needs to qualify. On a renovation loan, it's standard procedure. Like if a client was to come to me saying, I'm not sure what I want to buy. I, mm -hmm. I, I need to get pre-qualified or pre-approved Mary Beth. Credit. We pull your credit. Good. It's good for 120 days. Uh, you look at the person's income, streams of income, and the assets. Mm -hmm. Now, going along with the FHA, uh, mom and dad want you out of the basement so bad they can gift you ever, all of it, <laughs> okay? Right. And under the conventional homestyle reno, you have to have at least 1% of that being your own money, okay? Right. And this is for owner-occupied I'm speaking to. Investors are a little different. Yep. So the, the process, and what's interesting about a, a renovation loan is most people don't come to me looking for renovation loans. They start off as, I want to buy a house. Right. So we qualify them. And what I do is I always qualify the person to the max. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, hey, you know, I'm only looking for this. 
monthly payment. And I go, okay, but you can qualify for this. So as they get out there and they're not in, they're not in love with what they're finding, um, we have a discussion about renovation. And so, you know, I said, I'll share, hey, I did qualify you to this, you know, higher number. Look at the house and, you know, from there, you know what your budget is. Right. All right. right. So I treat, I treat everybody the same, regardless mm-hmm. if they're coming to me for a renovation up front or just a regular loan in general. Gotcha. Because they are very similar. You just have to know the little nuances, but they're very similar as qualifying. Right. What type of paperwork do, do they need to bring to you in order to get the uh, pre-qualification, pre-approval? Okay. Uh, we can do it verbally over the phone. Give okay. me 10 or 15 minutes of your time. Take down, you know, name, address, social, <laughs> email addresses, income, and then email me or upload to your, your folder, W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements. Gotcha. That's it. Now, with COVID hitting, um, it's important to note that every 30 days, things are aging out. Pay stubs and bank statements age out very quickly. And that's just a COVID rule through right. HUD, Fannie, and Freddie right now. Right. But that's it. That's all we need to start the processes right over the phone. Or I can do it. I can send you a link to do it online. Whichever, if you're midnight to two person in the morning, which I am not, you can do it online then. <laughs> right, right, right. Gotcha. Okay. And so after the closing, um, after they, they've... You've already pre-approved them. Uh, yep. they, they found the property that, that, they, that they love. It needs um, some, some work. Right. Um, and, and then uh, now we're getting to the closing table. At, at that point, what, what's, what, what's the process look like to actually renovate the property? Well, let me back you up a little bit, if I could. Yep. Yep. With um, a renovation loan, there's a next step, which is the contractors. Okay? Yep. Critical. Because... What happens with the net, there's a, a layer in the middle with a renovation loan that um, you know you're buying this house, you need a roof, whatever. Let's say right. somebody stole the copper pipe, somebody stole the furnace, the roof is shot. Mm-hmm. You want to know, one, on the bid on your house, what are those repairs going to cost you, okay? Because yeah. that could drive the price of the house down because once you put the dollar amount in there for the um, repairs, the house won't appraise for the base price of the house plus that. So that's critical and that's on the real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So we have to bring in your contractor pretty early into the deal because what happens is we can't order an appraisal without the written estimate, Mm -hmm. okay? And let's use my example, the roof is shot and somebody stole the furnace and cut the Mm -hmm. copper pipes out. So there'd be two contractors generally, maybe just a roofer and a plumber, you know, to do that. So I'm like, say a limited, I only need, I just need two written bids to say, yep, this is the dollar amount of what it's going to cost to do those items, add it to the base price of the house, qualify the person. Now it's important. The builder has to be vetted out as well, meaning they have to be licensed. We want all their documents. And we have a phenomenal reno team. These ladies are, are fierce. Yeah. <laughs> and the, they, they'll stalk you for the documents is what I tell you. <laughs> right, 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 so right. Um, they kind of come in with me and work with the builder to say, hey, Mr. Builder, please get us your license in these documents. Right. Um, so that's the critical piece because the appraisal, it's... You may have the house that's worth a hundred thousand and you're putting 50 in, but it's going to be appraising for two, but mm. we need to know what this house is going to be after the work is performed. Right, right, right. So it's looked at as an as is like what the house is right now, or the property is right now, I should say, but what's the value going to be on completion subject to. Right. Right. Gotcha. Okay. 
So that's the critical piece. I would just want to interject there. So then get it all. Everybody's approved. Uh, we go to the closing table. The work has to start within 30 days. Okay. Uh, you have six months to finish this work. Um, barring, uh, disastrous snowstorms in the middle of the winter. Uh, it's six months from the date of the closing to the final release of funds. Um, but all permitted work has to be done first. You may want to make the house pretty, but if the septic tank needs to be replaced and, and that obviously is, needs a permit, that anything with a permit has to be done first. Right. But all work has to start within 30 days okay. of the closing. And how, how are the, the contractors paid? Do, do, they, do they get a, one check at closing? Do they get draws? How does that work? It is done on a draw system. And obviously, <clears> the <throat> more extensive the work, use example, my, my roof and my plumber. We have two people. Uh, the roofer goes in first or the plumber goes in first. Uh, he's given 90% uh, of what his estimate is. And I'm going to interject, on the limited, you get a 50% material draw up front. On the other two, you do not. So when the builder contractor provides his bib, he's obviously breaking into parts and labor, mm. uh, materials and labor. So he gets 90%. And what happens is, uh, like I said, the, home, the homeowner owns the keys, has the keys to the house. He's going to work with the rental team. He's assigned, a, a, I call them the concierge, have a, a specific person. Of course, I'm always there for questions or problems. Um, they'll say, hey, the, the plumbing is all done. Uh, can you come out? And uh, I need a release of funds for my plumber. Mm -hmm. And I'll come out. They give 90%. The appraiser comes out, says, yep, it's completed. And a check is overnighted to the, bar, the, the homeowner. And it's made out to not only the homeowner, but the contractor. So that way, neither of them could run to Vegas <laughs> with the check <laughs> gotcha. yep, yep. and not finish the job. And they, right. the reason they give 90%, they always hold 10% back mm -hmm. just in case something is not right. So mm -hmm. let's use my example of the two. All right, so contractor, um, plumber gets paid, roofer does his thing, same thing. He comes out. Now that would be the last draw because in this example, I only had two draws. The money would be released at that point in its entirety after that second draw. Okay. Right. Now it's important to note on every single rental rent loan, there's what's called a reserve contingency that is built in. On an occupied house, it's 10%. So if I have uh, $25,000 in renovation costs, use my roof and my, my furnace and copper pipes, we would add on an, an additional 2,500 as a reserve contingency. I call that my, oh crap, I did not see that coming. Right. You open up a wall, there's mold, there's rot. There's something that you just didn't see coming. So for example, on the $25,000 reno, you actually have that 2,500. So your costs are 25,000 plus the 25. Now, everything, and it can be financed, the 2500 or the consumer can pay it out of pocket at closing. So if it's not used, you can get it back as cash if you paid for it. Or you can go on and say, hey, now I want to paint my bathrooms or I mm -hmm. want to rip up the floor. That money is the consumer's. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it either goes back to uh, them in cash if they paid it in cash. It goes to a principal reduction. Or you can use it to um, do other renovations. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. okay. So now, um, 
what if someone want, wanted to uh, to do the work themselves? How, how does how does that work out? You got to be very careful with that. With and I can only speak of Freedom Mortgage. Um, okay. We service a lot of these. Uh, we service we own a lot of these from brokers that sell them back to us. There are some guidelines if you do a deep dive into HUD about what are called self-help. All right. I am going to say I can only speak to Freedom Mortgage. My rule, our rules here are there is no self-help. Okay. okay. And, and that, no that's, self-help. that's for, for any, for any, t- any of these products or is that, um, do, do you have any type of um, renovation products whereas someone can do their own work or, or is that no. just... Okay, gotcha. No, I'm going to say no. Gotcha. Um, because the concept, like, if you came to me and said, hey, I'm a licensed plumber, and I'm going to plumb my own house. The, this has been the universal rule is that, well, if you're a plumber, you should be out plumbing other people's house to pay your mortgage. You shouldn't be working on your own house. So the concept of self-help with freedom is we don't allow it. All right. Okay. Now, if you work side by side with your contractor, that's different. Gotcha. <laughs> I can't gotcha. speak to that. Okay, but um, as far as saying you're going to do this, even the scraping and the painting, Mm. you know, uh, you're not supposed to be doing that. It's supposed to be all contracted out. Okay, so now you you, you touched on something Um, as far as if your contractor is, if you're helping your contractor, but your contract is getting paid. I mean, how how does that? (laughs) Think about it this way. If you're you know, you've got a contractor um, and you're like, hey, I love to swing a sledgehammer and I, I get my aggression out demoing walls, for example, yeah. or, right, right. or getting rid of that ugly baby blue fiberglass tub from the 70s like I had in my house. Um, that is something, you know, again, think about this way. When, you're, when your contractor's doing the breakdown of materials and labor, um, that would factor in, I would think. If that's, but, but again, it's under the contractor's license. Gotcha. What gotcha. he's allowing you to do. And as a homeowner, and I'm going to say this um, a lot today, is um, the contractor has to have um, insurance, all right? Mm-hmm. Because you as the homeowner own the home. And if he's bringing in subs and somebody trips and falls and gets injured, it is on the homeowner's liability. Mm-hmm. So if uh, he is not insured, you just got to make sure that... Um, yeah, again, don't do that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing self-help, you're falling under his license and your own insurance. What What if I, as the buyer, am a licensed contractor? No. <laughs> I have one right now. I got to try. I got to try. No, you got, and that's a good one. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Again, you should be out contracting and, and making money doing other people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have one right now that's going on, the home sale reno. It's a a brother who is a very good contractor, mm. licensed, worked with him a lot, and his brother is buying the home and is using him. That's acceptable, gotcha. okay, because he is, he's fully licensed, he's been in the business a long time, um, he carries all the proper credentials. Uh, we, in that can say, would probably just have a HUD consultant just check to make sure brother is not overcharging or undercharging. Gotcha. And that's another problem too. That's why you need, again, I was doing these loans, I hate to say back in the eighties, they used to get, yeah, I was five. I'm going to tell you, that's my, that was five years old, my story. And I'm I believe it. it. I believe it. I believe it. Okay. Um, <laughs> they used to give the money right directly to the consumer. And what were they were finding in the eighties, especially in the 203Ks, the work was not, 
the example is, oh yeah, my brother can come over and for $2,500, we can re-roof re the whole house in a case mm -hmm. of air. And so house goes into foreclosure, roof is worse. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And right. they're out not only, they're, they're out a lot of money. So that's when HUD especially tightened up no self-help, okay, gotcha. or limited self-help. Um, but yeah, so there's our restrictions. I would say you have to talk to me directly about the this, this scenario. But um, if you are the contractor, no. If you're the contractor, I'm sure you have other contractor friends that could do the, do the work under their license. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, um, so we, we purchased the house. Now, what if the house is in totally di total disrepair, um, you know, and, and like it's not moving ready? Um, and oh. Do I have to make do I have to make payments like up front? Uh, my mortgage payments. How, how does that work? That's a great question. You are allowed because remember I said you have six months to complete the work. You can finance up to six months of your mortgage payments. Mm. If that house that I had one of these a year ago, he only financed two months, right? Because he knew he could get the house somewhat moving ready. Um, but you are allowed to uh, finance up to six months. Nice. Without moving into while moving into the uh, into the property, well, like a regular mortgage. Uh, remember, all these rental loans are regular mortgages. Right. Okay, and they follow the same rule. Like if you're closing this month, you're closing in the month of wherever we are, September. <laughs> you skip October. I always forget where we are. Uh, you skip October. Your first payment's November first. Okay, so yes, you're making your payments like a regular mortgage. So if you feel you can't afford to carry the mortgage payment that's due say November 1st and your rent because it's not a, a, not a habitable home, you may want to finance <clears throat> one or up to six payments. Who, who deems rather or not it's, it's inhabitable? That's a great question. I have one right now. It's a large multifamily reno going on in Hartford. It's big. Mm -hmm. um, and each unit of the three units has to be totally renovated. And so the question was I asked, can I move in? And I was like, and it's a sale by HUD. And so there's some parameters HUD may restrict occupancy. Um, but I'm, it just was in their contract. We were talking about it. I go, Freedom, I guess the town, if it's um, if you're getting building permits, they're gonna deem it if it's got a, if it's CO worthy. Mm. So think about it. And CEO for everybody out there, CEO is what? Correctional officer? Certificate of that? occupancy. <laughs> gotcha. No. Certificate of occupancy. So gotcha. that's a really great question because I did see that on a contract from a, a HUD sale in Hartford. Mm -hmm. um, but again, your version of livable and mine, you know, remember, I don't camp, I glamp. You know, I'm not, mm. I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not going to pitch a tent in a house. I, I want water. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I hear you. Yeah. I'm not a camper. I'm a glamper. <laughs> so what, um, okay. Now the, the minimum, the minimum, uh, to, to repair this house is how much again? Technically there are no, there are no, lim there are no minimums. All right. Okay. So, so, so I can purchase a property that, that needs $3,000 worth of repairs yes. and that, okay. Cool. Yeah. But be very careful with that because Look, what is the $3,000 that's stopping you from buying this or making this house habitable? Because $3,000, if it's because I want stainless steel appliances, mm -hmm. go to one of the big box stores that offers, hey, you get all your appliances for 0% for 18 to 24 months, mm -hmm. do that. Now, Freedom does offer um, 
reserve, uh, what can I say? Um, not reserves, that's the wrong word. Um, you could put the, the repairs in a reserve contingency. Gotcha. So say it is something nominal, like it's the debt of winter and it needs scraping and painting exterior. Mm -hmm. And say, let's say that's $3,000. Do you, do you have the $3,000 that you can put in escrow and then have the contractor do it and then release it to you? So you want to, I want to, when this, somebody does approach me with that question, I do ask that question. Mm. Um, the 203K standard wants a minimum of 5,000. The 203K limited has no minimum. And uh, same with the home style. But I, what is the reason you need the, the run out for $3,000 is my question gotcha. to you. Gotcha. Okay. And how about maximums? Is there a maximum amount rather than be on the purchase price or on, on the renovation? On the, um, actually the Homestyle Reno went to the maximum renovation cost is, went up to like 75% of the after improved value. Okay. okay. The, uh, the 203Ks are, what is it going to appraise for? Right, right. Like you could have a $50,000 house cause it's so bad. All mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And you're putting in a hundred thousand dollars, but it's a, $200,000 house all day. You right. just have to pick it up at the right time. Good eye. Um, you do have, you do have HUD limits per County. Mm -hmm. So you do have to follow those limits. Right. Okay. And, and th those, those are dollar amounts, uh, amounts that, that uh, people can, can purchase for property for. So, so you're not going to get a, an FHA mortgage on a $25 million <laughs> property. No, like for example, Middlesex. Community. I don't know if any of my audience is, is, is buying in that price range, but you know, maybe one day. No, if you go for example, Middlesex County, New Haven County, like it's $353,100. Right. London County in Connecticut is lower. You, you could actually go HUD.gov is the website and just, or, or Google it on your phone. Uh, home HUD lending limits in Connecticut, for example, it'll give you every county's breakdown and it's difference between a single family and a multifamily. Okay, right. so just be aware of that. Um, your standard limits for conventional are like 510, 100 now. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's uh, anything over a dollar more than the 510 one is a jumbo, and mm -hmm. there are no jumbo renovation loans uh, offered by Freedom right now. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm not saying they're not out there, it's just we're not offering anything right now. Understood. Um, so what types of properties are, are these renovation loans available on? Is it just single family properties, multi-family properties, five plus, like, like what, what, what are we looking at? All right. All these renovation properties are up to four units because that is defining your residential uh, characteristics, single family condos and multi-families to four. Anything over a four unit is considered commercial. Right. So not available. Um, and I, you can do that. There, FHA does allow for some commercial, like uh, Main Street, Middletown, for example. You have a storefront, and you have two units, so it's technically a three-unit. As long as the residential piece is fifty-one percent of the square footage, and you are running your business out of the commercial part, you can use that loan as well. Mm. Okay, but that those are some interesting nuances. But yes, all these products are available. I do a lot of the 203K because of uh, multifamilies because you can come in as an owner occupant with as little as three and a half percent down. 
Right. Okay. Right. On the Homestyle Reno, it follows all the Fannie Mae guidelines. Mm. Uh, single family condo can be as little as 3%, majority is 5% if it's a move up buyer. The minute you start going into your multifamilies, you're going to be looking at your 25% now and your right. multifamilies. Right. And now, that's a um, Fannie rule. I'm sorry, say again? No, that's a standard Fannie rule. Right. Right. Now, can we just talk really, really quick about uh, owner occupancy? Um, yes. So, as far as which programs are, are better for uh, an owner occupant, and when I say for those that are out there, th those uh, actually living in the property, um, as opposed to investors, are any of these available for investors? Or like, how's that? How's that shake out? The only loan renovation loan that it's available for investor is the Fannie Mae Home Style. Okay, that is offered right now only on single families and condos, no multis yet. Mm -hmm. So as an investor who said, hey, this house, I love it. I wanna put it in my portfolio or this condo. I wanna put it in my portfolio. It's not there for flips. These loans right. aren't for flips. Um, but you would come in as an investor with the minimum amount down, which is 20% as a non-owner occupant. All right. The, the FHA, all government loans, whether it be an FHA, a VA, a USDA, are all government loans are primarily for owner occupancy. Mm -hmm. So they will follow the standard guidelines on an FHA of two of 3.5%. Right. Gotcha. And, and j just for clarity for, for, for my audience out there, th these, these are the programs that, that you guys at Freedom have. So, so, so there are uh, other programs that, you know, as far as, uh, uh, non-owner occupied in, investor products and everything that are elsewhere. But as far as far as uh, freedom mortgage is concerned, these are the products that, that you guys have. Correct. Right. Correct. What types of um, repairs can, can buyers make to these, to these properties? Can they totally tear down a property and, uh, and rebuild it? Um, is it available for, for, for new construction? How, how, how does this, how does this work? Um, the limited, the 203K, the one that's 35,000 or less, the limited is not, um, not teardowns, okay? You have to have what's called your footprint. Like say you bought a house that the garage was burned down and that's the only thing you wanna do is, you know, the, 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 the foundation is there for the garage. As long as you have the footprint, you're fine. Um, there's no luxury items in that one. And I'm gonna tell you a luxury item is a chain link fence for your dog run. Okay. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> it's the oddest thing. Uh, you're, you want to put a brick paver in. That's considered shrubberies. Those, those are considered luxury items. I know. Right. Uh, so that's not allowed on the limited. When you start getting into your homestyle reno, you can put in your hot tubs. You can put in um, additions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And on the 203K, say I'm putting a second level on the house, it's a ranch, but I gotta make it into a colonial because I need more bedroom space. You, it's allowed because remember you have the footprint. Right, right. You have the footprint. Okay. So you can do pretty much, pretty much anything that you need to, uh, that you need to, um, and some of the things that you want to, as long as you're, you're leaving the, the, the same footprint. Yeah, that's the 203K limitation. The home style is a little bit more broader, okay. Um, okay. that you can do a lot more with that, like maybe the addition, and things like that, like the addition where you're adding a foundation right? and you're blowing out the back of the house and need a new foundation. Your mm -hmm. 203K, there's some limitations to that, but there, it's a little bit broader on the, mm -hmm. on the, on the standard. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I've gone through my, my questions. Um, this is awesome. Um, is, is there anything else that, that you think that, uh, that buyers or borrowers uh, probably should know that maybe I haven't asked so far? 
let me look real quick. Uh, health and safety, um, especially all these loans, as we all know with FHA loans, it's all about, you know, you've heard the term, the peeling paint, mm -hmm. the dangly wires, you know, they always think that, you know, there's a, somebody took the bell wire off or speaker wires down in a foreclosure and you're going to go up and like electrocute yourself. They always look at health and safety. So the appraiser, you could come in and say, I'm only going to do these things. Mm. These are the only, uh, my, 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 my to-do list that I want done. The, the appraiser will can come in and say, no, but you have to do this as well. Cause this is a mm. health and safety. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and actually that's a, in negotiating, I'm dealing with a lot of um, contracts now where they are, especially in an aggressive market that we have in Connecticut right now, the renovation loan is actually winning because it tells the seller if they find anything, it's going to go into the renovation. The buyer is going to have to do that repair. Mm. So actually it's making these offers very attractive now. Yeah, right, so right. Um, it is helping people win bids on in a very aggressive market, but health and safety is key. So you may not want to, you know, scrape and paint the bedroom, but boom, that. Um, mm. So that's a key you really want to do um, on that. Um, pretty much. I think you've really covered everything. Oh, I'm going to add on the Homestyle Reno, the conventional one, you can do second homes as well. So okay, say you nice. found a great beach cottage, mm -hmm. even if it's seasonal, if it's classified as your second home, you can do a renovation loan on that as well. But that's only under the Homestyle. Right. Um, and the rules apply for, you know, second homes on that, mm -hmm. meaning 10% uh, down with us. Um, and pretty much, I think you pretty much hit everything. Oh, and appraised values. Um, one thing that's very unique to the FHA is we run into this a lot. Um, remember I mentioned like, hey, you buy the house for 100, you're putting 50 in and it's appraising for 200. That's a win-win for, for the consumer, for the buyer. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. The house doesn't appraise. So uh, there is what's called 110% contingency, meaning that uh, use my math, say everything's a hundred base price of the house is 150 for mm -hmm. the renos and the house appraises for 145. Mm -hmm. Is your deal dead? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there's what's called 110% of value. Gotcha. And that's worked. That's worked well. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. worked well. Yeah. Uh, I not um, in the conventional that you have to appraise right. on that, but there is that little caveat built into the, to the two or three case that will help a consumer. Gotcha. Awesome. So if someone did have any more questions about, um, about renovation loans and they wanted to contact you, how, how would they go about doing so? Um, Mary Beth Bain, Freedom Mortgage. I am located at 93 Broad Street, Middletown, Connecticut. Um, I don't know. You have, uh, my email address is mary.bain, B-A-I-N, at freedommortgage.com or call my cell phone, 860-334. 1406. And yes, I do shut my phone off at night sometimes. <laughs> so Absolutely. you may be doing that application online, you know? <laughs> I got you. Awesome. Well, listen, I, I definitely thank you for, uh, for taking the time to speak to, uh, to myself and my audience here. Um, definitely a lot of great information. Really appreciate that. So um, if there's nothing else that, that you want to, uh, is there anything else that, that you want to say to the people before we go? No, everybody, this is a great market and I can't, 
I just keep encouraging, especially when I do teach in real estate, it's a great time to dive in. You know, it is a great time. Um, I feel that half of New York State, New York City has been moving into Connecticut, which also is very good. Mm. Uh, it is driving the prices up, but I always, always, always encourage people to get pre-qualified. You may not be ready right now, and you may have, um, your credit may have some issues that we can address. I am not a credit repair person, but I can usually, uh, you know, with your talk it through, give you some advice. We do have the ability to what's called rapid rescore, um, where I can look at your credit report. And if I plug in a what, what's called a what if simulator, it's very mm -hmm. good. And I say, hey, I need 10 points to get to that 600 FICO score. What can I do? Mm -hmm. It will tell me what the consumer needs to do to raise their bureaus. The, you know, say we have three bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, to say we have a high, a medium, and a low, maybe I only want to pick the middle and the low because I need to get up to that 600. Um, what do I need to do? And sometimes I, take, I say people, you have money. Sometimes you may just have to spend some of your money to mm. fix it so you'll be in the market like in 30, 60 days. Right, right. Gotcha. But you always should look at it and work towards that, and it's a great time to buy. Especially, it's the perfect storm of low interest rates. Like I said earlier today, Absolutely. you know, you got FHA rates uh, with some lender credits at like 2.625, mm. you know, and your fixed rates are below three right now. Right. Okay, depending on your FICO scores with the, with the Fannie Mae products and the Freddie Mac products. Right. But always, I always encourage everybody to get pre-qualified. So we could talk about when is a good time for you to purchase. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Again, thank you for uh, for taking the time to uh, to speak to us today. Um, like I said, a lot of great information. Definitely appreciate that. So um, for everybody else out there, as always, thank you for your time. Make it a great day.